Good afternoon. My name is Jeff Watkinson. I'm your host of Money Matters TV. I work at Watkinson Capital, where I'm a principal. We are a family-run RIA located in Malvern, Pennsylvania. We are municipal bond focused. We work with individual investors, and we also sub-advise for other RIAs to provide our municipal bond advisory services. We have a very exciting, we have a very special guest today. We have uh, Erin Kershaw, who is a registered nurse, and she's also co-founder and owner of Brandywine Elder Care. But before she comes on, and definitely stick around for her, before she comes on, I'd like to introduce my co-host, Ken Jordan, who is vice president with Round Point Mortgage. Ken, good afternoon, how are you? Good afternoon, Jeff. I'm wonderful. How are you? Doing really well, thank you. Now, in my world, interest rates are always a big deal. It's always a topic of conversation. We've seen a pretty big move over the last three or four weeks with the 10-year Treasury. Obviously, interest rates are a huge part of your business. Ken, could you tell us a little bit about what you're seeing in the market with regards to interest rates, mortgages, and anything that the viewers should know? Absolutely. Um, yeah, I mean, we're similar in that way. Interest rates are a hot topic in my business, too. It, you know, you can't go a day without having a discussion about where interest rates are, where interest rates were, where interest rates are going. So um, so so it's timely. Uh, you know, and, and you're right. We have seen a pretty steady increase uh, over the last couple of months uh, to uh, on the on the 30-year uh, fixed rate, on the 15-year uh, fixed rate. And uh, and it's all tied to you know the the supply and demand of those mortgage-backed securities, you know, and um, and you know inflationary pressures are a thing uh, as well um, that are that are working their way into the the interest rate market when it comes to mortgages. But uh, you know the biggest the, the the biggest thing right now is making sure that everyone's aware, you know, because someone got pre-approved six seven months ago, they got pre-approved at a different interest rate than where we are right now. So it's important to kind of stay on top of our our pre-approvals, our folks, and, and educating everyone as to where things are right now um, with regards to the interest rates. Um, you know, I, in, and in your business, you, you know, the bond market is, is it's, it's a big deal for you guys. Um, are interest rates going up? Is that, is that a good thing or a bad thing for you? Well, for any fixed income instrument, uh, rising interest rates and municipal bonds are no exception, no exception they're gonna hurt a fixed income instrument like a municipal bond. Um, for the last 12 years, we've seen the Federal Reserve keep interest rates artificial low, prohibiting uh, investors from earning a decent return on their corporate and municipal bonds, treasury bonds, CDs, any fixed, you know, fixed income instrument. Uh, January was a wild uh, fund, Fund flows were really strong in the beginning of the month. And by the end of the month, people were withdrawing money from the municipal bond market. And um, you know, munis, munis sold off at the end of the month. And I was talking to my brother, my brother's my business partner. And he reminded me of this analogy of uh, the movie, The Titanic. And it's a three hour movie and spoiler alert. I hope I don't have to give a spoiler <laughs> alert, but the boat goes down. And <laughs> there's three hours of drama in between. So when you buy a municipal bond, an individual issue, not a fund, not an ETF, but an individual bond, 
you know the outcome of the story. You know what yield you're going to get. You know when you're when you're going to get your interest rate upon payment, and you know when you're going to get your principal back when it matures. There's going to be some drama along the way. Um, just like in the movie The Titanic, you might meet Kate Winslet. You might anger uh, Billy Zane, and uh, but you will get your money back, and you know when you will get your money back. Yeah, I think in our in our world right now, the biggest drama is is affordability, and people are really sweating the lack of inventory. Um, it's very difficult to find a house, and even if you find one you like, you're competing with a lot of folks. And you know, there are people who are just seeing their interest rate, their monthly payment in the same price range go up incrementally over the last ninety days, and 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 that's that's the drama that we're facing right now. You know, um, it, at some point there should be an equilibrium. I don't see supply increasing over 2022. So, um, so I don't see there, I don't see an, an influx of, of properties to buy. Therefore, I think those pressures are all still going to be there. Uh, you know, so the demand is still, you still think the demand, the demand starts as you see because of, and then there's this doubt of the supply. There's not a lot of supply. There's not a lot of supply. Yeah. And, 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 the, and the, what, what's interesting is the rising interest rates has not yet quelled the demand. Um, we're still seeing, you know, a, an imbalance there. And, and, and if demand falls off enough, then we might start to see some inventory sit on the market a little bit longer and therefore maybe see some leveling off in the appreciation rates. Um, but, uh, but, you know, inflation is a, is a funny thing and it, it impacts all segments of, uh, of the economy. Yeah, we, we would love to see rates go up. We would love to see investors earn more on their savings and on their investments. And, um, you know, these bonds will heal themselves over time. And as you, as you get closer to a maturity, we don't go out 10, 20, 30 years to buy a bond. I mean, we're right. We keep our durations very low. Um, but yeah, it's, We've been hearing about the threat of higher interest rates. How long have you been hearing about this? I mean, it's it was it was the crisis, right? yeah it's it's been the boogeyman for the last twenty four months, you know. And uh, you know you know there was, as I always say, my crystal ball is never working. So I've been wrong more times than I've been right on when I think rates were going to increase. Um, but what we did know is that when it when it start when it happened, it was going to happen somewhat dramatically like we the the, the 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 we we anticipated that that the increase would be pretty rapid uh and that's what we're seeing now um where it levels off again who knows but um but the conversations we're having right now are you know look the house you buy today at today's interest rates at today's prices probably will cost you more in the future you know so it still makes it a good time to buy even though it's frustrating it still makes it a good time to buy considering what uh you know what the horizon looks like yeah i i i hear you um timing our market is impossible yes just like timing the stock market and the most successful investors buy the bonds when they have the money and they're in the market and when coupon payments are delivered to them when a bond matures they go back out into the market they don't reach for yield we advise them on buying quality bonds, we have specific structure we like, and you're accruing interest day by day. Very um, interesting times. Yeah, very interesting times indeed. Um, what else? 
Yeah, you're telling your clients. What are you telling your clients right now? Well, I mean, it, it, you're know, looking it, at a house or looking at this or that. Well, the one thing I'm, I'm advising all my clients to do, for the most part, is to lock in. You know, there there was a time where, you know, maybe you wouldn't you wouldn't lock in right away when you went under contract because the rates could potentially get better, and you want to try and see what happens and, you know, play the market so to speak. Um, and there's risk involved there, obviously. But but the recommendation right now is, you know, if you're under contract. Uh, you're closing within 60 days, you lock in. Even if you're closing within 90, it's worth looking into locking in, depending on what the premium is that you're paying for that long of a rate lock. But, but that's that's essentially the conversation I'm having with with regard to interest rates with my clients. Okay, I have another question. This is from uh, Jack Mason in Philadelphia. Okay, um, why might I be denied a mortgage? Well, uh, wow, Jack, that's a, that might take a long time to answer that question comprehensively, but I will tell you this, when you're applying for a mortgage, um, as long as your credit is in order, you have qualifying income, stable qualifying income, and you have the funds for down payment and closing costs, you should be approved for a mortgage. Um, the questions around what's qualifying income, what's what not qualifying income, that's where I come in and you work with a lender to make sure that the income that you're using to qualify is truly qualifying income. Um, you know, where funds can come from for down payment and closing costs is important. So that's another conversation. Um, but, but if you're typically people would be denied for one of those th three reasons, either they don't have enough qualifying income to borrow, their credit score does not, um, is not high enough for the program they're looking to get into, or um, they don't have the assets to close. Here's how to send your questions to Money Matters. You can have your questions answered on Money Matters. Please go to our website, money-matters-tv.com. On our homepage, click on the banner on the right that says, Send Us Your Questions. While you're on our website, you can find information about our hosts and guests, as well as show notes and links about this show and past shows. Money Matters is also available as a podcast on iTunes and Stitcher, so you can listen to Money Matters while you're on the go. That website address, again, is money, M-O-N-E-Y, dash matters, M-A-T-T-E-R-S, T-V dot com. Back to the program. Um, it's time to introduce our special guest for this program. We have Aaron Kershaw who is the co-founder and owner of Brandywine Elder Care. She's a registered nurse, and she knows the challenges of caring for your elderly loved ones. Erin, welcome to the show. Please tell us a little bit about your background and uh, Brandywine Elder Care. Okay, well, thanks for having me. I'm so glad to have this opportunity. Um, as you were saying, uh, my undergrad degree is in nursing. And how I got into this field, it's called aging life care management. Many people aren't familiar with it, but I came to, uh, to the field after having some experiences trying to help my grandmother, help my parents, help my grandmother who lived in Ohio. We just weren't familiar with the resources. We didn't know who to turn to. We weren't there often enough to help her as she was declining. And we didn't know about this profession. So sometime after she passed away, I heard about this and thought, this is really what people need. 
So I went back to school and got my master's degree in long-term care administration and started my company, Brandywine Elder Care Management, back in 2010. So that is sort of my personal journey. And I think a lot of other people in my profession have family experiences as well, as well that drew them to this field. Erin, uh, welcome. Thank you. A quick question. Um, who are aging life care managers? Okay. They are uh, health and human services professionals, all of us, who have degrees, undergrad and sometimes graduate degrees certifications and experience all in fields related to aging. And well, Aaron, I, I have two parents and they're getting older every day, day by day. Um, who, who can benefit from your health? Um, and I guess, how does one know that they need an aging life care professional? Well, I think really there are two groups of people. Um, the first group are the people who are having more urgent concerns. Um, and it's often adult children who reach out to us, you know, is my mom safe at home? Or I think my dad may need to move. Or we know changes need to be made to help the family be safer, but we just don't know where to go. There is a lot of information on the internet, as everyone knows, but it's hard to tell what's good and what's not good, which companies have a better reputation, which senior living communities might be a good fit, and all of the cost structures. So we often get called when there's already an urgent situation or a crisis, and we can step in in those circumstances, sort of triage, problem solve get plans in place. We always start off as consultants, basically. So in that mode, we take a look not just at the urgent need, but then try to think ahead to the steps that are coming next. So we can help these individuals, couples, or families manage the current need, and then anything that could be ongoing. Uh, the expression I use is the rented daughter with expertise. So we can come in and say, all right, well, now your loved one's in the hospital. This is what's going to happen after that. Here's how we transition back home safely. Or if home isn't safe, here are the other options. Here are the costs. And just kind of help them work through. And we're collecting all the resources and putting together a plan of care, which includes all those recommendations that we can talk through with them so that they can make informed decisions. You know, we say we make recommendations, but that's so they can make educated decisions. So that's for the people who really are having urgent needs, but it also translates to a section of our business that I'm, I'm really excited about, which is the proactive planning clients. Those are people who don't have any urgent needs, but they know somewhere down the road, there are gonna be costs and plans they need to make. So we'll establish a relationship with them now. We get to know them. We know their wishes, their plans. We understand their finances, their medical situations, family support, legal issues. And so we can be available. We just check in regularly. And then we can put together a plan for them for the future. And we can also, if they would like, we can be on call for emergencies for them too. So really, I, and I, we think that everybody can benefit. It just may be a different type of our service that you're looking for. So some of the benefits of working with an aging life care professional is planning recommendations. What are some of the other benefits uh, of working with 
an aging life care professional? And, and, and what are the alternatives? Right. Well, I, I think part of what we do is we help them understand what their particular financial situation and wishes, what's reasonable for them to consider. We can help direct them to more reputable providers, help them understand who pays for what and what costs they need to plan for in the future. There are many different kinds of professionals out there offering services to the aging population and the adult children who will all of us eventually be there ourselves. So I think we help customize solutions just to them. And one sort of important key, I think, that differentiates us from some of the other service providers, our clients pay us for our time, but we have no financial relationship with any senior living community vendor provider that we recommend. So we are not influenced in any way by having some other contract or association with them. We vet all of our vendors and communities. We know who we're referring to. And for those who move into senior living communities, we follow our clients after the move. So it is definitely important that we are directing them to to resources that are going to be the best fit for them. Thanks for laying that, Erin. How do how do people typically first contact you? Well, I think a good first step, you know, where it's a national organization called the Aging Life Care Association, which is aginglifecare.org. On it's a that, national organization. A national organization. And in order to become a member, we have to meet criteria. So again, we have to have the degrees, we have to have a certain amount of experience. So many of us have certifications in order to become a member of this association. There are also uh, ethics we need to follow, codes of conduct. Uh, there's sort of everything you'd ever want to know and more. You can find out on this website. It's aginglifecare.org. And if you're looking to find someone in your area, because we're national and even beyond that, we, we have members in other countries as well. So if you go onto that website, there will be an orange button sort of in the right upper corner. I think it says find an aging life care professional. You can put a zip code in and then a list drops down of everybody who serves that area. You can check and see what our degrees are, how long we've been members of the association. If we have specialty areas, uh, some of us are sole practitioners or, uh, you know, partnerships. In, in the case of my business, there are five of us who work at Brandywine Elder Care. So it gives you a good sense of who you can contact and then many of us, I know I'll speak for myself, if somebody has a question, they're just not sure, do we really need this? Or are you the right fit? Um, they can give us a phone call. I'm happy to talk to anybody to help them understand who we are, what we can do, and be honest about that, help them understand what kind of costs they would be looking at to bring us on and what, how we could be helpful to them. And then after that conversation, of course, if they're interested, we'd be happy to, to bring them on as clients. So you had mentioned that sometimes people reach out to you before they even need care. Is mm -hmm. that right? So can you expand on that a little bit? Like what, well, how would that conversation typically go? Well, and I really like that. Yeah. And we call that the proactive planning clients. And we have a number of them right now at Brandywine Elder Care. So we meet with them ahead of time. We collect all the same information, which would be uh, diagnoses, medications, family members. We know who the powers of attorney are. We want to know what are your goals 
you know, I always say we plan well for retirement, but retirement is usually what are we going to do when we stop working? And we help with sort of that second stage of retirement, which is what happens when life changes, when our abilities change? How do we address that? And how do we have the kind of life, the autonomous life we really want at that point? So we understand which people of these proactive planning clients, um, you know, one, one put it sort of, we're the feet first couple. We're going to stay where we are and go out feet first. So we need to know that in our role and how to support them and help them understand what accommodations to their home may be necessary. Let's say an accessible shower or uh, grab bars, that kind of thing down the road. Or the ones who say, you know what, we know this living situation isn't going to work for us. We want to know now, what are these senior living community options? Which ones are financially affordable? Which ones may have the better personality fit for us? And then we can screen through and have those conversations for them, even if they're not ready to make any changes right now just to get an understanding so they can plan ahead for the future. I mean, this is a show focused on money and all of this is costly. So let's make intentional decisions when it comes to the purchases of either care or housing options or accommodations. And if they know what they're getting into down the road, I think they can make better decisions now. Aaron, thank you so much. That's a great explanation. I mean, I'm, I'm thinking about, you know, the stress and you know, all the different options and the service that you're providing um, to help, you know, navigate, make a plan, understand our situation. How do people pay for this? How is this? I mean, this it's, sounds like a great service. How does, how does the money work? It's private pay. And we charge by the hour. Uh, some of us will have package options, sort of prepayment retainer, where you get a bit of service at no cost. The other possibility that some of the viewers and listeners may have are some long-term care insurance policies have coverage for our services. We probably have five clients currently, uh, and everything we're doing for them is paid by their long-term care insurance policy. So if there are people out there that have those policies, sometimes the term is care coordination, but we're happy to take a look at the policy to contact the provider and help them understand this is how we can take advantage of that because Medicare does not cover our services. So this, you know, this is a consultation, private pay consultation. But again, we're always pleased when we can tap into a long term care. And, and interestingly, too, some of those policies, you can use the care coordination benefits even before you've qualified for the payout for caregivers. So again, it's, it's worth taking a look and we're happy to review those options with our clients. I have a, a question regarding pay, payment and things of that nature. So, so if you're working with a client and it turns out they do need, you know, help at home, physical, you know, uh, presence of, of, of home care providers, do you help the, uh, do you help your clients navigate what programs are available to, to them to help pay for some of the other stuff, not necessarily yes. for your services, but for the services right. that they're going to need. Yeah, because we have some, you know, most of us are on a budget. So, you know, we need to be wary of the cost. We need to know what's covered, what's not. Sometimes there are county services we can tap into that depends on the income of the clients. Uh, in some cases, the client's adult children are paying for our services, 
but the clients themselves have limited assets. So it's our goal to take advantage of every service, whether it's a county program, tapping into veterans benefits, which many of our clients have been able to over the years, or helping them understand the cost structures if they're paying privately for caregivers in the home. I got a question for you, Erin. Um, I'm sure there's other serv you know, support services out there. I mean, what, what differentiates you know, aging, aging life care management from these other service providers? Well, and you know, I think that's a good question. The county, every county has an office of aging services and they are a good resource for people to look and see what's available. They'll usually have a general list and can give you some guidance. Or if you have somebody who's extremely limited on finances, they can step in and do an assessment and provide some help. For us, it's very customized. It's all individual consultants, every client's one-on-one. -on -one. And we're unlike what are called placement agencies and there are a number of different ones. And these are good people doing good work, but they are paid by the senior living community. So they have a list of communities with contracts. And generally, if you go to them for their free service, you are directed to those communities only because that's how these people get paid. They provide assistance, but they get paid by that community. So in essence, the community is the customer. And you may not actually be directed to a different community that might be a good option. In many cases, the communities are the same ones we would refer our clients to. But in every case with us as aging life care professionals, it is against the code of ethics to accept any financial reimbursement from any other entity. So we can stay solely focused just on what's best for that client in that situation. So there's no conflict of interest. None. None. So you'll connect, you connect the clients with uh, service providers, facilities, home care uh, locations, I'm assuming um, mental health, potentially you'll connect them yes. with certain mental health uh, professionals as well? Right. Yes, counseling, we can make recommendations for physicians and we'll do things beyond the recommendations, just that, that list of, of, of things to consider. We can attend medical appointments, we can manage medications, we can facilitate family meetings. We're liaisons with all the providers, with the senior living communities after they move in. In many cases, we have clients with adult children who live far away, and we're checking in on mom or dad regularly, what, whatever the family feels is the right amount of assistance, and then reporting back. And, you know, we, we're really there to work as a team with the family and see, see what works best. If you're really good at this, fine, we can fill the gap in another way. And sometimes that changes over time because as people age, there are changes. So we're always having to be able to adjust and amend a bit to, to keep up. Wonderful. I think we might have time for one more question. What, what's the most rewarding to being a business owner and having your own business? Um, I would say some sense of autonomy and flexibility my, my ability to take a day and, and just focus on a particular client. I have, a, well, having said that, the other, because we're on call for emergencies 24-7, there's no guarantee that, that I, I can ever absolutely say that, that I am available. But I really like being able to be responsive to whatever is going on in that time. And having my own business has given me the opportunity to do that and bring some other really good people 
on board with me. We have very different backgrounds. Um, mine's in nursing, but we also have social work, psychology, public health here in this business. And I, I like that collaboration. Okay, great. Well, thank you so much, Aaron, coming on today. For having me. Um, I, I really liked what you said, and you must be a huge benefit to uh, your clients and especially our aging parents and it must provide a huge sense of comfort and peace of mind. Um, well, this concludes today's session of Money Matters TV. Uh, next week's guest will be Steve, Steve Kelly, CEO of Charisma Therapeutics. And I want to wish you a great day and take care. Thank you. Thank you.